Good morning, everyone. Let me just adjust this here. Hi. You guys, I'm so sorry about the issue with um, streaming into my actual video today. Uh, I, like a half an hour ago, I decided I clicked the update your computer button. Big mistake, right? Um, so this is the podcast. I'm glad you guys are finding your way over here. And again, I apologize for the confusion. I will know never to click the update button ever again within an hour of going live. <laughs> How is everyone doing? Hey, Juliana and Amy and Patty and Regina. Hi, Mary and Kim and Paulette. How are you guys doing? The good news is that today's podcast is actually super awesome and you guys are going to love it. So, howdy. Hi, Diana. Hi, Keely. So today we are talking all about the illusion of convenience. I had actually written a blog post about this um, probably a couple of years ago now, and I had kind of forgotten about this whole topic <laughs> uh, until recently when somebody in Clutter Boss Academy was talking about their nightstand and how their nightstand had a lot of stuff on it. And with the idea that, you know, at night it's easy to just reach over and grab something. But what was happening was as they were reaching over and grabbing something, there was so much stuff there that it was a turn on a light situation, try and find something that fell to the floor. And then I remembered this blog post that I had written all about the illusion of convenience. And I really, that now, of course, now that I've thought about this and talked about it, it keeps coming up over and over and over again. Hey, Wendy. Hi, Carol and Carolyn. Hey, Albina. Hi, Candy. So the illusion of convenience. So this is how the illusion of convenience goes. When we have a home, it takes time to maintain that home, right? So the bigger the home, the more time we have to spend maintaining that home. The more space that we have, the more time we have to spend taking care of that space. Susan, I'm glad that you found us. I'm sorry for the confusion. So the more space we have, the more time it takes to take care of that space. And then when we add something to that space, what happens? It takes even more time to take care of that space. So I want you to think about this for a second. The more things that you have in a space, the more stuff that you have in your home, the more time it takes you to take care of all of that stuff, right? So the relationship between the, um, if this was like a graph, right? The relationship between the amount of time that we have, the amount of, well, the amount of space that we have and the amount of stuff that we have, right? So this is space, this is stuff, this is time. So the more space we have, the more stuff we have in that space, the more time we have to spend taking care of it. Does that make sense? Just give me a, like a thumbs up or a heart if that makes sense to you. The more stuff you have in your space, the more time it takes you to take care of that space in general, right? So what happens? We get to a point where we have so much stuff in our space that it feels overwhelming 
and there's it causes you to have anxiety, right? So the amount of time that you have to spend taking care of a space reaches like a critical tipping point. When you hit that point, it feels so bad to take care of the space. Hey, Anne, it feels so bad to take care of the space that it actually starts to impact our mental health, right? We no longer can prioritize our sanity because we're spending, the, even the idea of taking care of the space begins to feel so overwhelming. So why does this happen? Why do we fill our space with so much stuff that it actually impacts our mental health, right? And gets to a point where it's so overwhelming that we can't deal with it. So this is what I call the illusion of convenience. We are sold this idea that if we buy more stuff, we will have more time. This is what I call the illusion of convenience. If we buy more stuff, we will have more time is the illusion of convenience. So let me give you a couple of examples here. This is the illusion of convenience. If we buy more clothing, we will have more time because we'll have less laundry to do, right? Not true. If we buy a separate set of melamine dishes, it'll be easier to entertain in the summer because we'll have melamine dishes. Also not true. If we buy more toys, we'll have more time to focus on making dinner because our children will be enterta entertained, right? Not true. If we buy more water bottles, we'll spend less time filling up water bottles, ultimately freeing up our time. That is also not true. This is the illusion of convenience. If we buy more clear bins, we will spend less time looking for stuff because we will be able to see what is in each bin. Who has fallen into this trap before? This is like classic illusion of convenience. Ultimately, we feel like if we buy, you know, if we buy twice as much, we might save 10% and then ultimately we won't have to work as hard or for as long because we're saving money. But this is once again, just an illusion. Buying more stuff to save a little bit of money does not save us any time in the long run, right? So all of this is the illusion of convenience. So I want you to think about this. This is also backed by scientific research. Right now, American women have on average seven hours less per week of free time than we did 20 years ago. Seven hours less per week free time than we did 20 years ago. So how is this even possible? If we don't even have to leave our homes to go shopping, how do we have less free time now? It all comes back to this illusion of convenience. So let me tell you, if you buy an Instant Pot and it's taking up space on your counter, you think it's convenient because it'll take you less time to cook dinner, but there is nothing convenient about having so much stuff on your kitchen counter that you can't even chop fresh vegetables. There is nothing convenient about tripping over so many toys that you bought your kids to save you time that you actually break your ankle, right? 
There is nothing convenient about having so many cords that you can't find the only one <laughs> that you need at that moment. There is nothing convenient about emptying half full disposable water bottles, separating them out into the recycling and having double the amount of trash. That is simply not convenient. That's also not convenient for the earth. There is nothing convenient about sorting through duplicates of items to find that one thing that you're looking for. That's inconvenient. <laughs> Juliana, I love it. You, she says, leave my Instant Pot out of this. I'm triggered. <laughs> the Instant Pot is one of those funny convenience items. We can talk more about that later. I do love my Instant Pot though also. <laughs> You guys, there is nothing convenient about having a credit card bill that you cannot pay because you bought so many items that you thought would save you time and money, right? <laughs> so this is the illusion of convenience, buying so much stuff that you have so much stuff to take care of that you lose all of your time. Does this make sense? <laughs> oh yeah, Laura says, sadly, this is me to a T. That's okay, Laura, that's why you're here because now we're shifting our mindset, understanding more about how our time is impacted by the stuff that we have, right? So what can you do in the future? How can you handle this situation in the future? When you're in the store, and you're looking at something or you're online shopping and you're looking at something and you're thinking to yourself, should I purchase this? Is this is, you know, this seems like it's gonna save me a lot of time. I have a couple of strategies that you can employ if you find yourself in this situation. Number one, picture yourself actually using this item. So things come packaged to look awesome, right? So you want to think about how it's gonna actually look in your house. So imagine the item out of the packaging and in use in your house. So this is really a good thing to do with children's toys, right? It looks beautiful, all packaged up. You have like the Barbie doll looking perfect with all the little pieces and the perfect little plastic indentations in the packaging. Imagine that Barbie doll and all of those accessories all over your floor. Imagine those Legos all over your floor. Imagine whatever it is that you're bringing into your house in your cabinet, on your countertop, wherever it's going to be stored. Imagine it realistically out of its package and in, to, and in your house, right? So how is it going to look in your house? That's one way that you can start to evaluate if this is actually going to be convenient to have or if it's going to be a burden. Okay, strategy number two, imagine seeing this line item on your credit card. So this is another strategy that you can employ before you purchase something to figure out if it is going to be more of a convenience to have in your life or more of a burden. Imagine that line on your credit card statement. Does that feel good? <laughs> or would you rather have the money than the item? Would you rather not look at that long list on your credit card statement and have more money, right? So this is another way to kind of think about it. Picture yourself cleaning this item and taking care of it. 
So if it's the Instant Pot, for example, picture, <laughs> we're just gonna keep going back to the Instant Pot, right, Juliana? Um, picture yourself taking care of the Instant Pot. You have to take the pot out, you have to scrub it, you have to take that little sealy thing out, kind of smells bad, you know, is this worth taking care of? And the answer might be yes, or the answer might be no. But these are just different things that you can do while you're in this state of mind of purchasing something so that you can evaluate whether it's going to be convenient to you or not convenient. Imagine yourself having to throw out something. Is that going to feel good to you or is it going to feel bad? Are you going to have a lot of stress about the disposal of the item? That's another way. Is that convenient to have it in your life? Even if it saves you time and money, if it makes you feel stressed, is that convenient? So these are just all different things to consider prior to making a purchase. The illusion of convenience. They're also really good things. When you are decluttering, it's really important to ask yourself, is it truly convenient to have this or is this just an illusion? right? Is it actually not that convenient to have this? Is it causing me stress and anxiety? Now, the issue with having a house and items in your home that cause you a lot of stress is that stress causes inflammation in your body. Inflammation can cause all sorts of medical issues. So not only are you taking away from your time, but you're possibly compromising your medical well-being as well. So... <laughs> That is the illusion of convenience. I'm gonna go back and read these comments, but if you guys have any thoughts, I wonder in the comments, let me know if you have purchased something in the past that is clear to you right now that it was just the illusion of convenience purchasing that. Shira says, my uncle for as long as I can remember has put the 24 hour rule on any non-essential purchases. He sleeps on it for 24 hours before purchase. I love that idea. Half the time I forget it even exists now that you do that. Yep. It helps, it does help so much, right? <laughs> Brenda cut up all of her credit cards about two years ago. Such a good idea. Juliana, so obviously the Instant Pot was very convenient to you. So you can clearly look at that and say that that was super convenient, right? Which is awesome. Um, I do think it's kind of funny how the selling point of the Instant Pot is that it will take, it will save you all of this time, but then you also have to let it pressurize and depressurize. So maybe it saves you some time. It depends on how you cook and how, you know, but I, it's not it's not quite as simple as it just saves you time. Uh, Keely says, I'm now running all of my purchases other than groceries by my clutter buddies for feedback and accountability. Keely, that is a beautiful, beautiful way to deal with or to use your community, to have your clutter buddies. That's awesome. I love that. Um, <laughs> Colleen says, remember when I lost my organizing book and I didn't find it until I decluttered? So you right. I mean, that's so funny because you buy that thinking, oh, this is going to really help. This is going to be so convenient. I'm going to learn how to organize. And then you just lose it in the clutter. <laughs> Kim says, my husband calls this my unique filing system. Buying so much stuff that you can't find the stuff that you bought, Amy, yes. Uh, Christine says, amen, not only clearing the clutter, but clearing the credit card debt too. It's all clutter. It is all clutter, 100%. I love it. 
Uh, Kim just sold her Instant Pot. <laughs> um, yeah, this, so the, you guys all, Carol says, I don't see men commenting on any of this. It is true that the burden of stuff in our homes falls on women. Now, is it true 100% of the time? No, but, but if you read the research, it's true like 95% of the time. So, yeah. All right, I'm gonna go back down to the bottom of these comments here. Tons of gadgets. Ari says so many gadgets, right? All of the gadgets that we buy, oh, it's gonna be better, it's gonna be faster, it's gonna be more convenient. Here's my brand new computer spending two hours updating and making me miss my my scheduled podcast, right? I had to, comp I had to um, improvise here because there was nothing convenient. It wasn't faster, I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, Ariella says, I only use my Instant Pot once because I'm afraid of it. Yeah, pressure cooking is no joke. <laughs> uh, pampered Chef Tools. Okay, so Colleen says that's something that she's purchased that seemed convenient and was not. Yes, I think actually anything, um, any of those like subscription boxes or, you know, all of that kind of affiliate marketing stuff you buy it for so many different reasons and it does seem like it's going to be convenient but only if you can access it quickly you know exactly where it is and if you are going to use it like frequently is it actually convenient so it's hard though with those things okay so candy this is another really good point candy candy says i can't remember who sold me on this illusion Maybe it was Fly Lady or Clean Team, but I now keep cleaning supplies in four areas of our house for convenience. Under every sink, a bottle of Windex, a bottle of Clorox, bath, shower cleaner, and even my homemade Thieves oil spray. Envisioning that I could quickly clean the bathrooms more often. It doesn't happen any more often. It just clutters up under my sink. This is huge. In your house, we, you know, there is this idea that if you store multiple things in multiple locations, it'll be more convenient. But then what happens? You have 10,000 pens stored all over your house and you cannot find a single one. And when you do, it doesn't even work, right? So there's really nothing convenient about storing things in multiple locations. That is not good organization at all. Ariella, I bought a ton of LuLaRoe during the craze. It's still sitting in my closet with total buyer's remorse. So I think we just need to look at that as a little lesson, right? Like at that time, it made sense for you to buy that stuff because maybe you needed the social connection with friends. Maybe, you know, you really liked how it looked on someone else, but it didn't look quite so right on you. So this is just a little lesson that next time we're in this situation, we know we have this experience to fall back on and we're gonna learn from this lesson, right? Um, Mary says, book, saving them from grand, <laughs> saving them for grandkids I don't have yet. <laughs> yeah, so that is a good question, Mary. Is it more convenient to ha hang on to the books for an unknown amount of time or to let them go and purchase different books when you have grandkids? Good question. Susan says LuLaRoe has to go for me. <laughs> LuLaRoe and Instant Pot seems to be a trigger issue here. <laughs> um, Bakestone, that was one that Diana bought that was not convenience. 
Janet says, I don't want to buy any new items. Does anyone have an Omega vegetable juicer for sale? Oh my gosh, Jenna, I do use my Omega vegetable juicer. Look for one on Marketplace, possibly. <laughs> I love not buying new items, right? Buy used as much as you possibly can. You save money, you save the environment. You don't feel such buyer's remorse and you can easily resell it because you know that there's a market for it. Um, <laughs> it's funny because... Uh, Obviously, there are different things if you read through the comments. So some people really love certain things and do find them convenient and other people don't. So it's important to know yourself in these situations. Just because everyone's buying an Instant Pot, do you actually even know what pressure cooking is? Right? <laughs> Let's start there. <laughs> know yourself. Um, are you a gadget user? Some people are, some people aren't. You know, so... I think definitely knowing yourself has a lot to do with all of this. I had to learn not to buy it just because I could or didn't have it growing up. Stuff isn't a good status symbol at all. Now it's too much stuff. No one is allowed to see my status. <laughs> Laura says, I have way too many kitchen gadgets and small appliance in storage, wasted money plus monthly payments. Yeah, so sometimes you're actually paying even more on top of what you purchase because you're storing it. So sometimes there's a real, besides the time cost of storing stuff in your house, sometimes there's a real financial cost when you're storing stuff out of your house also. Allison, pen, scissors, cleaning supplies, charging cables. I'll keep these in every room, so I'm not always looking for them. Why don't I have any scissors? You know, when I went through this process myself years ago, I consolidated all of my home office supplies that I had spread just like you. All, they were everywhere, right? And I realized that I will never need to purchase another roll of tape ever in my entire life. I had so much tape in this house. Every time I had to wrap something, apparently I bought a whole new roll of tape without even knowing it. So pulling all the items together into one location, I realized I never need to purchase tape ever again. <laughs> yeah, Ariella, filling a void that you no longer need to. Yep, exactly. So sometimes we make purchases that I actually did a whole entire podcast about this, how, you know, sometimes when you make a purchase, it's not actually about the thing that you're purchasing, it's about the experiencing that you're having, the experience that you're having making the purchase. So maybe you need to buy a book just for that time to spend walking around Barnes and Nobles because you need that little break. Or maybe you need to purchase LuLaRoe because you need a social outlet. So it's not about LuLaRoe, it's about that social outlet. And just kind of recognizing that that can really help you let go of stuff. There's a whole podcast about that. It's um. It's called How to uh, Strategies to Help You Let Go of Things or something like that. I could post it in the link to this. Um, <laughs> Lauren says, my mom got me an air fryer and I was like, no, there went my counter space. That's a really tricky one, Laura. <laughs> Um, but you don't, you don't ever need to feel obligated to keep anything, right? The, your mom was trying to show you that she cares and loves you and, and she showed you that it has actually nothing to do with the actual thing. Um, you can also maybe say to her, I love this, but this is not the right time. So 
it's hard. Um, Amy says, when I began to use cash only, it makes you stop and think about everything. It really, really does. Cash only is a great strategy. Juliana got her Arrow Gardens used $35 instead of $200. That's awesome. <laughs> Kim says, I needed the buttery soft leggings. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely hard to let go of cash for sure. Hey, Michalina, how you doing? So nice to see you on here. Yay! <laughs> uh, so Michalina says, I don't like to cook at all. So sometimes I buy kitchen things that I think will help me like it, but I don't. I just sent a text out to see if anybody wants it. <laughs> know thyself. Yes, exactly. If you don't like to cook, that's okay, <laughs> right? That's no big deal. That just means that you have another method of feeding yourself that's not you standing in the kitchen all day long. And that's totally fine. Knowing yourself is really, really helpful when it comes to the illusion of convenience. <laughs> Susan says, same conclusion for me with dental floss, 15 rolls. <laughs> So what happens when you have dental floss everywhere, right? Like in every purse, in every drawer, all over the place, and then you can never find it. But it turns out you have a ton of it. Um. <laughs> okay, Allison says, the feeling of buying things for personal gratification has gotten more real since having my daughter. I buy things for her because she'll like them and that makes me happy. I think I'm doing it for her, but ultimately it's my happiness. Allison, that is an awesome, awesome thing to recognize. Uh, I think that just recognizing that right now is the beginning of like starting to kind of unravel all of this stuff and and having a lot of love for yourself around this realization is the way to go because you're, you know, you're doing the best that you can and learning and growing is the key. So Shira says is there, we're getting married next year in the next year and a half, we have every household thing we could ever need. Is there a non-rude way to request adventures or trips or to help save for the house instead? Shira, there's actually tons of online, um, there's a trend right now with weddings to actually give money for something like the honeymoon or the house or something that you're saving up for because so many people get married with two households of stuff already. So there, you are totally, it's totally appropriate now to ask for no physical items. There's ways, there's like, uh, there's websites that you can use that you can set up like a fund and share that information. Um, and I think that people really appreciate that also that they can contribute to something bigger that you're saving up for, right? Um, Scary, what will the next product we all must have? Yeah, oh, Juliana says honey fund for that type of thing, exactly. Yeah. Um, so Susan, when, uh, when the next thing comes along, you can go through this, ask yourself these questions, right? Is this just the illusion of convenience? Do I really need this? Picture yourself using it, picture yourself cleaning it, picture yourself storing it, picture it open out of its packaging in your house and picture the item on your credit card bill. So those are some good strategies that you can use to make better decisions in the future. So you guys, I think I wanna thank you first of all for finding me. Um, this podcast did not go on the original link because 
my computer was updating. Um, so thank you for finding me. If you are watching a replay on YouTube, please like and subscribe to my channel. I am actively trying to grow my YouTube channel and it would be awesome if you could help me out with that. If you don't know, if you're watching this live right now and you don't know that all of these live on a YouTube channel. Uh, so this is podcast episode number 20. So there's 19 other episodes to listen to. Um, head over to YouTube, find the playlist. It's really, uh, there's a lot of enlightening stuff in there. So if I do say so myself. <laughs> um, so if you're watching the replay on YouTube, please give me a like and a subscribe. Um, and you guys, thank you so much for showing up. If you have a topic for a future podcast, please definitely let me know. I have a list going over here. Um, future topics that I'm thinking about. I'll tell you what's on the list right now. Why decluttering from room to room does not work. And signs that you have too much stuff. So those were two suggestions that I had recently. And if you have a suggestion, I absolutely would love to hear it. Um, we have boot camp, two boot camps coming up in May. There's a paper clutter boot camp for anyone who has already gone through the regular clutter boot camp. That one starts tomorrow. It's a month long with four lessons and two coaching calls. And then there's clutter boot camp, which is one week of really understanding clutter, looking at it from a whole different way. Uh, it's motivating. It's this beautiful community. If you have not done clutter boot camp, you are missing out. Seriously, it's it really is an incredible week. Uh, it's $19 this time and you get access to all of the videos for the rest of your life. So I would highly, highly recommend get into Clutter Bootcamp. There's really no question as to whether it's going to be worth it. It is totally uh, an incredible transformative week. It's amazing content that I've tested over and over and over and over again. So <laughs> I know it's really good. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Good suggestion. Storage space, like in your basement or garage. Yes. Tanel says bootcamp is life-changing. Thank you, Tanel. <laughs> uh, and if you're doing bootcamp again for the second or third time, I am super excited to have a week to spend with you again. Uh, so that'll be, it's going to be really fun. Bootcamp is just it's a whole thing. <laughs> All right, you guys, uh, catch me next week at 1215. I'll make sure not to be updating my computer before that. Uh, and we will have one, another podcast on one of these, um, different topics. Ariella says bootcamp is the best thing I've ever done for myself and my family. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it does just kind of change the way that you look at everything. So until then, uh, please stay well, keep interacting, keep using this community. It is here for you. And I will see you guys all very soon. Have a great day.